Welcome to the Western Sports Football Club podcast and for the second week running we've got three matches to discuss in what was a busy four day period for the club. We've got two cup finals this season. On Sunday the 5th of May the under 18s take on Whirl at Bridgewater Town FC and on Thursday the 9th of May the 1st face Murley Cobham in the DPL Cup final. Murley Cobham have just won the Dorset Senior Trophy beating Hamrek in the final and this one is up to be played at Dorchester Town Football Club so please come along and support both of those games if you can. Today is the Thursday, 25th of April, and with me tonight are Ant Heron, Henry Lawrence Napier, and making his debut, Scott Morgan. Welcome along all. Okay, so we've had three games over, well, I could say four days over the Easter weekend. Um, first up was a nice Saturday afternoon, playing Bolton Sports at Alvington. We know Bolton was a good side. It was sunny, too hot, glorious day for sitting in a beer garden. Yeah, when you say it was a nice afternoon, it was a nice afternoon to be sat doing nothing. Uh, but yeah, no, it was absolutely scorching. Um, and we knew it was going to be a battle before the game started. So, yeah, we, we were looking forward to it, obviously, as we always do. But, um, yeah, the heat sort of... Too hot. Mate. Too hot, too hot. <laughs> and how much suntan lotion did you use? <laughs> there, ain't, there weren't enough. <laughs> Mind you, right, so, yeah, I'm did, obviously... You did smell lovely. I smell lovely, <laughs> but I'm pasty, right, and everyone gives me sticks. As soon as they saw me putting sun cream on, oh, can I have a bit? Yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, obviously, with Sam Watts uh, picking up his injury a couple of weeks ago and Rich Pippin, the reserve keeper, has been deputising in goal admirably over the last couple of weeks, uh, playing really well. Unfortunately, he's been away for the weekend, so uh, we managed to rope in uh, Toby Gallagher and his... Day didn't start too well with a slight injury in the warm-up, but he managed to to make the starting lineup. Yeah, he was struggling during the warm-up, like you said. And um, do you know what? We've been we've been l- lucky. Like obviously, how we miss Swat so much, and for how good he is, obviously we had Pip, who's been exceptional. Yeah. And then as the third choice, you get Toby Gallagher, who's like you know, is always sort of definitely for my age group, went one of the best keepers around. So. Um, yeah, we're lucky to have him, but then obviously he got injured more or less first kick of the warm-up. So, um, but he, yeah, he, he I got d- through. I, d- the game, I, d- didn't I didn't notice it during the game that he was, you know, injured. He wasn't moving badly, and he was still taking his goal kicks fine. So, obviously, battled through. So, well done, to Toby. Okay, so I think um, it was a sort of fairly frantic first five or ten minutes at the start with a with a few half chances on both sides. Well, uh, but when the game sort of settled in after sort of five or ten minutes, it was Bolty who were getting on top and started to win all the battles in the 50-50s. Yeah, from the, the start of the game, they definitely did. Um, I don't know why that was. I, you know, we're, we're a strong physical side too. Um, but they, they got a good set midfielder, number eight, I think. Their skipper was good. I don't remember his number, but their skipper yeah, was like, he'd, he'd win a lot of balls in the air. Um, which you know that's sort of half a battle you know is then getting to the second balls and they were pipping us to them too um, I'm not sure what minute it was but they hit the post pretty early on well not early on but in the first half um, you know we were pretty not un- not under pressure but we just couldn't get out no. we couldn't break away from their sort of pounding pressure they were putting on yeah, they certainly having the ball and the, and the pressure and the, like you say the, the chances and Toby made a couple of good early saves which I guess settles him down and settles us down as a team knowing you've got for a lot of us you know who didn't, hadn't met him before it's um, good knowing that you've got someone solid behind you yeah they're good save. they're smart saves as well when it could eat. he kept hold of a few of them as well and um, and yeah like sort of echoing what Henry said we, we just couldn't really get a foothold in the first half hour at yeah. least wasn't it and yeah Toby was there and um, and yeah saved us a few yeah, times there was one really good save actually from the corner 
of the 18 yard box I, I can't remember how their player picked it up um, but he's going to whip it sort of round to the far corner you know Toby's got a outstretched hand and put it around the post and that was a really smart save from where I was stood behind the ball yeah. and I guess the, probably the, the biggest moment up until that point sort of I don't know 25 minutes in really is a corner to Bolty sort of comes in there's a bit of a melee and falls to one of their players eight yards out and he gives it a right old belt but I think it was their centre half wasn't it yeah yeah he's, he's that the small I think he's a northerner northern bloke at centre half the right back northern Oh, what? yeah, he, he didn't hit the bar, did he? Didn't he? That is a smaller one. Because, well, I thought, either way, he, um, yeah, I don't think he aimed. <laughs> he <laughs> just hit it. He hit it so hard, I didn't even see it. just heard it hit the bar. Um, yeah, we were lucky there, because he really should have scored. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, sort of an, an opportunity that sort of went begging, really. And um, I guess we had, we had one chance probably before the end of the game with um, Merce being sort of going through and the keep, their keeper making a decent save with his legs. Don't remember that one. Nope. <laughs> okay, anyway, so it gets to half. Scored probably. Yeah, <laughs> it gets to half time. It's nil nil. Um, I think, like I said, we probably edged into it towards the second half of the first half. But probably the the more dominant side in that first half with Bolty. So we can consider ourselves maybe a little lucky, particularly with that couple of missed chances to be nil nil at half time. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, if we would have been one nil down at half time, it'd have been zero complaints anyway. Uh, I don't yeah, think, to be yeah. honest. So. Um, yeah, lucky, and then we, you know, we had to come out second half and just start doing simple things, right. not necessarily with the ball, it's more without the ball, it's challenging for those second balls we were, sec- you know, constantly losing, and um, well, even the first balls, to be honest with you, weren't we? So um, yeah, needed improving. Okay, but start second half. Well, we did, and we did come out and improve, which is, you know, we had to really to get in the game, and we had a good start in the second half. Um, and I think you got on a nice early cross, and Josh couldn't get quite get on the end of it but we, it's a sign of our intent from the start yeah I mean once you get players like Anne and Josh into the game it completely changes our, our outlook um, you know the two top quality players in the ball and they will do a lot for us um, so yeah if we give the ball to them and they have the space to do what they want you know it changes the game around dramatically and it puts Bolton on the back foot and we started to get into it and it was a few crosses that went in which we didn't quite get on the end of and uh, I think maybe one of the better ones though which we did get on the end of was a Josh Costa Barrett who's couldn't quite convert his header yeah he's, well, he's yeah he's not he's not really known for his header to the ball Barrett is he um, but yeah again it, you know it's nice to create the chances but I don't know the, the more it went on and the more having shots blocked or like chances like that missing it was especially in that bloody heat you just wondered whether it was going to be our day but um, yeah at least we were making the chances like we said and, yeah. and you had a shot that the, the keeper did well to sort of beat away didn't you as well yeah I, yeah, I, I should have been it a bit further across him to be honest he, you know he knew cameras were on the, on him <laughs> I think but um, yeah we were making the chances and um, it did towards you know definitely in the last 20 minutes it definitely felt like a goal was coming yeah um, because they, to be honest, for how good they were in the first half, I, they didn't have anything. Whether they got the they got tired, I suppose, in the yeah. heat and you know fitness levels. Yeah, I mean we certainly picked up. I mean they didn't, like I say, they certainly didn't create any chances in the second half, no. and um, you know it was a testament to the way we played, I guess, in the second half. And with ten minutes to go, substitution was made, and uh, on comes Luca Martin. And that proved telling come the end, I guess, because um, just like you say, we did have 20 minutes where you thought, you know, the winner's coming, and then 
probably was five minutes where you just thought the game's petering out into nil-nil. But in the last minute, it didn't quite. Yeah, um, I think Pena put the ball into the box and I was coming on to it. It was sort of a tired lunge. I probably put, <laughs> I put myself forward. You know, half an hour, half an hour earlier, I would have bullet header, top corner. I would have gone off to the corner flag. Um, but no, it went straight past me. Um, and yeah, Luca was then behind me. Uh, you know, fresh legs come on. And you know, the match report does say that Luca did get the goal. But I think he's got a touch towards it on the ball. Whether it was going in the goal. I don't think it was. Um, <laughs> sorry, Luca. <laughs> but it's come off the defender's knee and it's just gone straight past the goalie. No chance. Um, and if you're going to score, last minute's a good time to do it. Yeah, it's not bad, is it, from there, number five? No, nah, we'll, we'll give it to Luca. He, 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 made, he made the chance, but yeah. oh, it was a horrible goal, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, we'll take it. And um, I think on the 90 minutes probably deserved yeah. I think we they were only really in the first half and I think we sort of dominated the second half but and created the better chances as well yeah, yeah definitely yeah. I think it was fair okay so that was the game against Bolty it was a, a cracking result for us obviously um, you know Bolty are always a tough side we, we struggled against on many occasions so it's a you know a good game as well uh, next up was um, Parley Sports just 48 hours later on um, the Monday afternoon Easter Monday and we had a nice mini bus down, ride down to Parley, which turned out to take us over two hours, so not the best preparation for a game. Yeah, I mean, we all turned up on the Monday. Everybody was absolutely buzzing to <laughs> play this game. You know, they couldn't wait to get there. Um, but yeah, it took us two hours to get there. Um, obviously, the bank holiday traffic and the nice weather as well sort of combined into one. Um, means everybody's going to the same place. Not, not to watch us play Parley, but <laughs> to Bournemouth. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, uh, Toby, our keeper's injury from Saturday was too much. So we got there, we had no warm-up and no goalkeeper, which isn't the best start for a game you want. It really had a feel of Sunday morning to it, didn't it? Yeah. It like, really, really did. Everyone was on holiday mode. Pain is in goal. That's weird seeing him in a, a goalie shirt. <laughs> he doesn't look right in orange, does he? No, no. We, we, still, we, we literally got changed, didn't we, in the changing yeah. rooms. Went out in our kit. Warmed up in your actual kit. It was, yeah, it was just a... It's not, yeah, not, not like us at all. We're so organised and, you know, well-drilled in our warm-ups, so... But, um, yeah, and we started well, didn't we? Yeah, well, we started like we'd been stuck on a bus for 20 minutes to two hours and only had a 20-minute warm-up, didn't we, if we're honest about it? So, um, yeah, I mean, the first 20 minutes, it was all parley and possibly to be expected. Yeah, and the goal came pretty early on as well and because of our, you know, we hadn't got a start into the game. I think we made a pass out from the back to Barrett. Um, not blaming Barrett but you know obviously what, but what you saying you gave it away but, well, he didn't actually give it away he, he never got to the ball but um, <laughs> so their yeah, right backs nipped in front of him I don't know whether he carried on his run or he gave it to the right winger gave it to the winger um, who then whipped the ball into the front post and again we're on our, across on our heels and he's just nipped in front of our defenders put it it's, it's a tidy finish yeah. I mean yeah. you know no no fault of painters in goal. Um, he's put in the front post. Yeah, one 0 down after five ten minutes. We're thinking we need to up our game here seriously. <laughs> yeah, and um, we we couldn't quite get going for a bit longer. And they had maybe a couple more half chances as well. And he just wondered if it's going to be a very long afternoon for us. It felt like I think where we you know we're not we were warm because it was bloody boiling, but like their wingers just seemed like the quickest players in the world didn't they for that I don't know what it was for that 20 minutes where we couldn't get into it they were just creating chance after yeah. chance wasn't it? going in from wide cutting in and you know, 
lucky, really. They were a bit, they were wasteful, actually. They, they could have been two or three up, really, in that first thirty minutes. So, um, so yeah, we just had to do our best to sort of just get in the game, really, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Yeah. Well, I think a little bit before that, I think maybe twenty, twenty-five minutes in, maybe half an hour. Something like that. I think I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but felt at the start of the game with like the minibus ride, the game on the Saturday. The lack of warm-up felt stiff at the start of the game, but 20-25 minutes in, it started to feel normal again, and it showed we started to we started to get in the game, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, we were passing around much better. Um, although there was quite a lot of fouls in the game, I thought, but you know because we were passing so well, they couldn't get close to us. They, they were sort of surprised almost that we can play this well. Yeah, there were some niggly fouls and some stiff swore off, and, and we had really an excellent chance to equalise with a. a was it your free kick out into yeah. Scotty? Yeah, I yeah I, wh- I whipped yeah. in and, and and to be honest, Scott, you bet easier. You'd, you'd, yeah, 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 it was an easy easy header, wasn't it? Yeah. And, but even for Scott, you I back him in difficult headers. Yeah. So yeah, that was it was a free header. It was a bad. I mean, he caught it well, didn't he? But, yeah, yeah. Oh, great great connection. But yeah, three yards over the bar, unfortunately. He, he probably saw three or four balls heading towards him could he have been on the source hasn't he bank holiday so I think he just went for the middle one and yeah well okay but the tide at this point was definitely turning in our favour a little bit and we were like I say we we're now in the game and we're starting to cause problems for Parley they were giving away a lot of free kicks because we were starting to get on the ball and moving around and, and not long after this we, we do grab an equaliser and it's a, a move down the left and our top goal scorer gets on the end of it yeah, it was a really good header, actually. Um, I'd like to note again, I was at the front post there. But, uh, it's gone over me. Um, yeah, and Murphy's got a nice little sort of glancing header, sort of past the keeper into the far corner. Um, and that's, I think that, that set with us as well, that goal. Because we were, we were trying really hard to get that goal, knowing we weren't playing great. But after you do get that goal, you sort of settle down 1-1, just before half-time, been great. Can't remember who it was who put the cross in, but um, I wonder why they picked out Murphs instead of Henry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a good ball in, Wellesley, to be honest. And, and we actually, to be honest, I don't, I don't can't remember if any of us mentioned it. They had their manager in goal, and he it became abundantly clear that he was never going to come for any sort of cross, was it? So as soon as you stuck it in to Murph, who was like Murph's good in the air anyway, he was just it, for, for Murph he'll admit that's easy header for him wouldn't it? he just had to guide it into the into the corner but yeah well worked goal and um, somehow we got another one didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so literally two minutes later just before half time um, again and this is from your free kick and it, it falls to Murph's in the box yeah again um I mean, again, I was there again. <laughs> it has just gone past me again, believe it or not. I was, Did you take all the defenders of Mark and Henry? I think so. I think so. I think... I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just whipped the ball in and I just try and put pace on it because it, then it just needs a glance, doesn't it? But I, I think it ricocheted somewhere, didn't it? It fell yeah. to Murph. Um, he sort of he swivelled on it. He was facing the wrong way, wasn't he? Yeah. And he yeah, swivelled on it in a good, clean hit as well and it keeps up no chance when it's through especially through the players as well we know it's clean straight in the corner and you know half time pretty much comes straight after that and after the, the start we'd had to the game the first 20-25 minutes to be 2-1 up at half time is like we sort of couldn't believe our luck but it's not necessarily luck it's the way we managed to haul it back as well you've got to give us a bit of credit for that yeah I think it's also worth noting I think it made a difference we had a water break in that first half <laughs> and it was a good time to sort of collect ourselves have a quick chat and say you know we really need to up it, and we did. 
good job the referee noticed that one was on our side. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Okay, but then second half starts and you know this this is a bit like the Bolty game all over again where you know they started well in the first half and we got into it but then the second half we were very dominant and that's how it was with this game as well really we were much more dominant dominant they weren't creating anything and we were sort of in control again uh, yeah straight away we we bossed the entire second half really didn't we yeah. um we just got on the ball i think um i think i don't I don't know if we're necessarily lazy in possessions in the first half but we I don't know we were clipping balls or you know either going long when we shouldn't or taking too many touch when we should you know go straight away and and in the start of the second from, from the start of the second half of the whole half we just got the ball down and just played one and two touch and yeah. they were well Sam, Sam Carney came on didn't he at half yeah. time because Johnny Manley went off and, you know Carney's very good at getting the ball and giving it and moving off so you know having you're saying that Flem isn't no, I'm just <laughs> I'm saying having a, having a different player on the pitch, it just it changes things up. It makes you think in a different way and do different things. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's right. And um, I mean, I guess we, we're playing well. The chances starting to come, and the, the one negative really of this half was uh, when Scott Smith sort of smashes one for Barrett to chase, and he pulls up clutching his hamstring. Was that? It was actually a good ball, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a very good ball, yeah. and I think I think Barrett had been sort of struggling anyway where he's been playing out wide he's been covering a lot of ground over you know over a short you know period of days and yeah I think I mean I don't know how bad it is is it is it really bad? but but anyway well, he, thankfully yeah. he came off and didn't aggravate anymore I don't think, I don't think playing the next game oh is he not the rumours but uh, oh. Sky Sports you know. <laughs> early team news <laughs> yeah so um, so yeah it was a good ball but it's just unfortunate that Baz hadn't warmed up <laughs> on comes Nick Voss Barrett and he didn't mess around did he comes on first thing he does probably take a corner and it's 3-1 yeah it's a very good corner um, right in at the front post there's no party players there um, so Flem's come in good strong powerful header uh, I mean their defender's just got there on the line to keep it off but unfortunately he's kicked it into his own player and so it's gone in as an own goal <laughs> we all agree with the own goal <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely and Nick couldn't wait to stay involved you know not very long later he, he gets the ball down the left hand side a little passing move with a couple of people and whips in the ball and Murph's there to complete the hat trick oh, that was a great ball in yeah. that's really yeah. really he, he, I, was, I was on the bench at that time and you went front post he <laughs> 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 just went past me again <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, from, it was a great ball. I thought it was too deep, first of all. Um, but no, I think I think the keeper maybe tried to. He was sort of stuck with it to try and go for it, like pedal backwards. But in the end, it was straight on Murph's head, and he's done a delightful header back over the keeper's head, and yeah, great hat trick, great hat trick. And I guess at this point it's four-one. We sort of feel maybe the game's over. But in the last two or three minutes, they had two glorious opportunities. The first, I think, might was it even our corner, and they broke and. It came to the lad at the back stick. It's harder to miss, isn't it? Oh, he got his feet tangled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had open goal and just missed the whole ball, didn't and he? And it was quite a way wide as well. Yeah, yeah, he won't. <laughs> he was, he was desperate for the license flag to go up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't. He's was like, I'm never going to hear the end of this one. <laughs> and also, they, the ball went into the box and it's, I can't remember, it fell to one of their players and somehow Painter makes a remarkable save. <laughs> it's a of a save, actually, wasn't it? It really... Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good save. Um, a fair play to him because he hadn't had anything to do up until that point, really. Because uh, obviously, obviously, mate, he missed the open goal, so he, did, he wasn't even close for that. So, um, 
yeah, great save, and I didn't realise didn't realise Painter had a bit of you know <laughs> had that in him. Okay, so we are missing one thing from the game: the fact that Luca put one of their players in the gym. Oh, oh yeah, sixteen-year-old <laughs> Luca. Is he sixteen? Yeah. Born in two thousand and two. Blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he, he waits there. Captain Pinny is about sixteen stone. Yeah. 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 What's fun to see him bounce off Luca? To be fair. Um, so six points from two games in three days. Bearing in mind the quality of the opposition we were playing, the circumstances in the second game, that's a great return from those two games. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, in the end, that Monday was very enjoyable. <laughs> uh, one thing that did happen over the weekend was that Hamrily Rec um, clinched the league title, so congratulations to them. As we said before, you know, the league table never lies and Hamrack are always a, an exceptional side, so congratulations. Uh, but the race for second place isn't over. Uh, second place is currently held by Murley Cobham, who are level with us on points, but they have a better goal difference. We do have a game in hand, though. So, four points from our last two games will secure second place. And so, it's there for us to do if we can manage it before we face Parley in the cup final. So, <coughs> the next day again, Tuesday. Tuesday evening, reserves uh, get a game. Of their, the last few weeks has been pretty sporadic for you, Scott, with the, the fixtures falling sort of a bit few and far between, no regularity, and it's a bit disruptive, I guess, to lose that flow. Yeah, it's been quite difficult because week in, week out, we've been doing really well. We've been playing really good stuff as a team, got the momentum going our way and fixtures just broke up and we've sort of, yeah, just lost momentum a little bit. Evident in the first game that we played, it took us a little while to get going again, but yeah, a bit frustrating. But here we are on a Tuesday night, there's a you know, reasonable crowd at Alvington, which is nice, and uh, when Canton are there in there and they, they've used their first team quota within the rules they've got two first teamers starting and one on the bench all legal but you know it obviously makes it a, a, a tough game a little bit harder than it could have been yeah regardless of who they're bringing we knew it was always going to be a tough game especially again because the games we hadn't played um, but as soon as the boys turned up we we knew it was going to be massive for us sort of going for the title so we knew it was a almost a must win game to, to get there on Saturday hopefully so okay and you started the game pretty well, passing the ball around nicely, in control, possession, sort of gives you a good feeling, good, gets you off to a good start and makes you give you a bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so from, from the get-go, we were all up for it. The effort, the work rate was there straight away, which was nice to see. Um, and yeah, we kept the ball really well. We didn't really want to be chasing it because, it, again, it was still quite warm. The pitch was hard, so we didn't want to be running around like headless chickens on a surface. It was that tough, so... Yeah, the plan was to keep the ball as well as we could and make them do the running. And one of the first chances that came was fell to Dan Ewans and he went for the spectacular overhead kick. Was that a, wow. is, is that something he's got in his locker or should he been doing something a bit different? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was a really well-worked sort of little move, actually. And yeah, Yui found himself up the top and he has stuck a couple away this year. So some of them he pulls off, other times we like to have a giggle at him. So that time it did, didn't quite work for him, but... Uh, and Wincan did start again the game a little bit, not too bad, but uh, Pip made a good save where he got down and tipped one around the post. And obviously, we've seen Pip's attributes over the last couple of weeks with him playing some games for us in the first. And you know, it's nice to have that behind you, isn't it, as a defender? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Pip's been he's been great for us this season. Um, it's, yeah, especially as left back, centre halves, to have the sort of Pip behind you, knowing you can rely on him being there if something gets past you. It's yeah, it just sort of settles you down realise you can trust him so really helpful to have there and then 
around halfway through the first half, we did get on the score sheet. Uh, Jake Wolf with a with a great run into the box. I, I don't know how he managed it because Jake, <laughs> Jake Wolf being that high up the pitch never happened. So. I don't know, Wolfie was absolutely everywhere during that 90 minutes, so big shout out to him. But yeah, he's, he's done all right, shuffled past a couple, had his heels clipped, and yeah, ref had no decision really. Yeah, no, there was, there was you know, we could all see it from the sideline. Yeah. There was, it was one of the most blatant pedals you see, no doubt about it. And um, we're all looking around wondering who's going to take it to a degree, and it's sort of, I'm not quite sure he's a 17, 18 year old Isaac Story who steps up showing good confidence and, and his penalty reflected that as well yeah absolutely yeah so we started without a recognised striker on the pitch so when it fell we sort of like oh hang about is, <laughs> who fancies himself here but yeah fair play to him it was a massive goal to sort of actually settle us down fully um, yeah took it really well keeper had no chance nice and high so yeah he's been really good as well this year so he's a prospect for, for the Western's future it's another good news and you can see a, a very small short video clip of that penalty on our Twitter and Facebook feeds if you go and have a look at it and the next chance it came to us was um, a Jake, well, fell to Jamie Burt. He was sweet at free kick. In it came. But the linesman got in the way of it. Yeah, we're still a little bit sour about that one. I mean, I mean, they had a man on the line. So after Burt's tucked it home and he got flagged for it, we weren't best pleased. But they don't always fall for you anyway. So, and to see Bertie get one flagged off is always nice because we, we wouldn't at the end of it. So, <laughs> yeah, not, not too disappointed that one got flagged. And then, again, the next chance was a free kick, and this one, Sweeter didn't bother, like, whipping it in. He just went for it himself. Oh, Sweeter's got an absolute wand on him. Like, <laughs> as soon as we saw where the free kick was, there was only one, one option, and, yeah, he's, he's rattled the crossbar. And to be fair, just like Henry, if, I was, well, if it fell just a yard shorter, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have tapped him, but, no, nah, rattled the crossbar. And Henry went, was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was willing himself on, but, yeah, rattled the crossbar and almost bounced back out to their 18, so cleared for him basically so and we get to half time it's 1-0 um, and the reflection of the first half I mean, easily deserve a, a lead without question I guess maybe the only tinge of regret is it's perhaps only 1-0 and it could have been a little bit more comfortable at this point yeah absolutely so yeah we got in JR and Shearley at half time said they, they couldn't really fault how we were playing again the work ethic was again spot on from the boys and yeah just disappointing it was only one because one nil is always a dodgy scoreline. No one likes being one nil up. So a second just before maybe half time would have been nice to make it a little bit more comfortable. But yeah, beggars can't be choosers. That's right. You're in the lead. You know you've got to do that. And the, but the second half started and it was okay for a bit. But then we started to get a little bit. I don't know. We go a little bit off the rails maybe, and it, we started to look a little bit nervy or a little bit wobbly I don't know or anxious Is, did it feel like that on the pitch yeah so you could tell we were getting a little bit frustrated because that second goal wouldn't come and as soon as it didn't come as early as we wanted it to just to kill the game a little bit yeah then it did get a little bit anxious thinking we need to defend this 1-0 win rather than look on to win by more so yeah we were sort of caught in two minds whether to sit back and, and try and take the one or push on and try and get a couple more and it wasn't though. I mean, although when Cam weren't exactly creating loads of chances, we were sort of struggling to keep possession, and the passing was poor. And I think maybe the decision making was bad as well. People choosing the wrong options a lot of the time. Yeah. So again, without a recognised striker, I think a few of the players sort of tried to do a little bit more than what we normally would because we've got the pace up front with sort of Charlie Gay, and you've got those type of players who, one ball in behind, you, you're going to make a chance. So yeah, maybe maybe we sort of did try and do too much because we 
were lacking maybe a little bit of that pace up front. No offence to Steve, but he's not. He could take the handbrake off a couple of times, but no, he, he worked his socks up, up up there to be fair. Um, but yeah, did did get a little bit sloppy in that sort of middle second half period. But then we came through that, which is you know great again. It's you know good resilience and good attitude from it all. And although Steve Flynn doesn't have that pace, the second goal came from Steve and. He can claim the assist as well, can't he? I mean, he did everything on this. Yeah, yeah, no pace included, but sheer determination. He won the first flick, which he sent just over there, centre-back said. He's, he's then chased it down himself and put a lovely little dink over the keeper. So he's not a striker, but the way he took that one, he could have been. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we were all watching the game, guys. I mean, that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so not from pace, just from shit you know he's going to work hard. Yeah. And that's exactly how he got his goal and deserved it fully. Because he had a chance just before that five minutes earlier... I think which was it came on his left foot and sort of passed it to the keeper but that came to him for just the hard work and that's good enough sometimes and then, and then dying minutes when everybody else is tired you know, it pays off he out jumped the first team centre half who's three or four inches taller than him and then chased after it and beat it for pace and dinked it in I mean he, brilliant isn't it <laughs> yeah he wanted that more than anyone on yeah. the whole pitch and he, he ran onto his own header so <laughs> yeah great and do you know what after doing all that it was a great finish and it yeah. really just dinged it over him and yeah. yeah honestly that was good and then thankfully that point it's 2-0 there's not too long to go I guess we're sort of hoping now just to, to see it out but the chance we still had a, a couple more chances uh, there's a free kick in and, and Isaac had one which was blocked on the line but again Isaac's in there trying to get amongst the goals yeah yeah he's, he loves going forward with the ball and he likes getting himself involved Um yeah, bearing in mind he's so young, he's, he's not scared of getting stuck in at all. So it's it's lush to see. He likes to throw himself about, and yeah, he, he is not scared of putting his body on the line. So, and then the final thing that happened really was um, Steve Flynn did have the ball in the back of the net again. This one ruled out for handball. Yeah, if I'm honest, I don't think there's many complaints. I think I didn't see any. It, uh, yeah, I think the only only complaint was from Steve for about half a second because he likes scoring. But <laughs> apart from that, yeah, I think rightly rightly ruled out to be fair. Uh, so 2-0 that's a cracking result at home I mean obviously yeah, every win at this stage is a, is a great result um, just going on from that then that leaves us um, top of the pile we are three points ahead of Meertown Meertown have played a game more and we are nine, uh, 11 points ahead of Tisbury who have played two games less so I make that two points yeah. from your last two games Yeah. Uh, away at Allendale on Saturday I mean, you've got to look to be doing it as soon as possible, haven't you? And not having to worry about anything in the last game. That's the goal. Yeah, we've got a nice little bus going down to, going down to Allendale. So hopefully, we've got a really strong squad going down on Saturday. So hopefully that'll get us over the line. Yeah, clinch a title with one game to spare. That'll be fantastic. We all look forward to that. So good luck on Saturday. Uh, the under-18s have not played for some time. Their league finished in the end of March, so they've had all of April off, pretty much. But they do have the cup final, as we said earlier, on Sunday the 5th of May. And if people are interested in going out, um, they do have a bus going uh, from Alverton, so if you're interested in getting on that, make sure you let us know and we'll reserve you a space because it will probably be over full. Okay, just a couple of other things then, lads. What's that about? Champions League coming up again soon, the semi-finals. Now, the Dutch League have cancelled all fixtures so Ajax have more time to prepare I mean that's quite impressive of a league to do isn't it yeah I mean there's no chance the Premier League would do that in a million years because they're money grabbing assholes <laughs> um, but yeah I mean fair play to the Dutch League and it's great it's what you should be doing I don't understand why more leagues don't do it really I think um, I think when 
Rennes, or how you pronounce them, when they played Arsenal in the Europa League, you know, like the first qualifiers, they Rennes managed to miss their midweek, their, their weekend game to prepare for it. So leagues do do it, don't they? But we've just got too many, too much money, and yeah. I mean, even moving the like the, the games to a Friday night or something like that for the teams involved would, would be a benefit, wouldn't it? Anything, even a day, two days, would just give you that little bit more freshness, wouldn't it? But yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, it's the same as other boys. I don't understand why we wouldn't look at doing it to help our own. So because ultimately it benefits the Premier League. Right? A, a few years ago, and when City got to the semis, didn't they? If they didn't get to the semi, I think we were close to losing a, a yeah, spot, spot to yeah, Italy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it helps you, you as a whatever. Well, it's less so now because I think that the big four leagues are guaranteed four spaces no matter what. That's that ranking thing is out. So, so Italy, Spain, Germany, and England. Yeah. There you go. Okay, uh, title race. Very quickly. I mean, I don't. I don't want to talk about who's going to win it. We talked about who's going to win it loads of times, and you know, it's here. It's not here. Who's going to come second? <laughs> <laughs> no. What I can say is though that one team, whether it be Liverpool or City, is going to finish the season on roughly ninety-five and ninety-six points, and they're going to come second. And that season will be view, viewed as a failure. Should it be? Um, no, it's not a failure. No, of course not. But they haven't. Ultimately, they haven't done what they set out to do at the start of the season. So no. it'd be frustrating for them. But you know, there's two world-class teams. Only one of them can win. It's, it's as simple as that. So it's just unfortunate that they're playing so well as the same season as another team. Leicester won the league on 81 points. So you've got to be unlucky if you get 95 and don't win it. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like 95 points any other year, yeah, you'd be sorted, wouldn't you? Absolutely sorted. But it's yeah, one season, isn't it? And that was City's last year. It's yeah. ever been that hard. Yeah. Liverpool could finish on 95 points, lose one game all season, and not win it. I mean that 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 would be horrendous. But I think they've had a great season. Semi-finals, you know, even if if they lose to Barcelona, they're such a good side. Yeah, I. You feel, yeah, I do feel for them. They're just up against a Man City side that, first of all, are really good, and they've just got so much strength in depth through unlimited money. Do you know what I mean? I know a few of them are like might leave. You know, you might have Sane and Mares and Jesus aren't happy, but what can you do again when a squad's that that good? They should win. They should be winning the league. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, it's not over yet. You know, anything can still happen. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Sky, what is it about Man United and Arsenal that seems to they don't seem to want to get in the top four? Oh, it's 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 a strange one. Yeah, I mean, just when you think Arsenal three 0 down it, well with Wolves, you're thinking, God, this could be. But no, just they they're doing the leads and just bottling it. So <laughs> it's, it's a difficult one. I don't understand it. They're not good enough. Well, there is, well the, the league table at the end of the season doesn't lie, does it? But, I mean, a few weeks ago, they were the team on form and you thought they're definitely going to be in, but now they're on a horrendous run and they're away at Leicester on Saturday, so, uh, the weekend. So that's another defeat, is it? Well, they're rubbish away, aren't they? <laughs> that's, I mean, that is ultimately their downfall. Yeah. I mean, they are so good at home, but when it comes to away, they just, you know, they could, was it they get their first clean sheet away, didn't they, oh, yeah. the other day? Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I don't know what you know. I don't know what motivates them to play well. Obviously, getting top four isn't one of them. I don't know. <laughs> They'll win the Europa League soon. I am right. Win it. Okay, the PFA side of the year's out. 
I, I don't think we're going to discuss this in any great depth. We might do on a summer podcast or something, but Paul Pogba. <laughs> That's the only name that jumps out, isn't it? Is, is that correct? See, I, I read a stat today. Um, Paul Pogba, everyone was saying he's in it because of his goals and his assists. If you take Pogba's penalties and his rebounds from his penalties that he's missed, he scored less goals than Loftus-Cheek this year, who started seven games. Yeah. So, I mean, take his penalties out of the equation, he doesn't make the cut for me. Yeah, there must be a I'm not sure you can say take, take his penalties out because he, he takes well, penalties. I mean, obviously, it's the it's it's player's choice. So they must, you know, yeah. when playing against him, they must know that he is... I mean, even watching, he looks extremely difficult to get the ball off of. And, you know... So, I just, yeah, it is what it is. Is it because the voting was done when he was in that real purple spell when Ollie's first 10 games? Probably. And, and football's fickle as well, isn't it? Like, I don't know, he's probably got a load of mates that play in a Premier League. <laughs> he's just no, he's nowhere near that squad, is he? Nowhere near. Let's leave that one there. Um, just a quick one in the uh, an interesting one in the championship side of the year, uh, and we'll come to a different side of this in a minute, Scotty. But there are no Sheffield United defenders in that side, and yet they have the best defensive record in the league and the most clean sheets. It doesn't you'd think they'd get at least one or two in? I mean, I'm going to be slightly biased because <laughs> Liam Cooper and Pontus Janssen, cough, gravy. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a strange one. It raises a couple of eyebrows considering. Yeah, they went on a mad run about not conceding goals for, what was it, almost 10 games or something mad? So, yeah, it is strange that they haven't got a look in, but, yeah, when not they, complaining. When do they do the voting? Well, oddly, it's still done on paper and they do it around January time. What, like... I know, January, February. <laughs> You'd think they'd have some sort of, like, technology or messaging app or email or something that you could just do it right at the end of the season yeah. and prevent it then, but, I mean... Maybe the PFA don't quite. Maybe Gordon Ta- when Ta- Gordon Taylor goes in the summer, they'll revolutionise things <laughs> yeah. and move with the times. I don't know. Chris, um, also on Tuesday night, while you were busy uh, playing Scotty, Shane Long scored the quickest ever goal in the Premier League. Have we seen that? I mean, it's yeah. ropey defending, I guess. Well, yeah, it's a bad. Well, it's not a bad. Well, it is a bad clearance. He smashed Shane Long, but he's just taking too much time with it, I think, and. Not many strikers would probably charge down a defender like that. They'd probably let him have the ball and yeah, try and that early on, yeah. yeah, and try and get it back in other means. But no, he's done well, and it's a, it's a good finish as well because it's not as though he's through clean one on one. The defender is still there trying to get back at him, and he's put it away in the corner. So and Shane Long's now scored three games, three goals in four games, which for a much maligned striker is now prolific, isn't it? <laughs> oh, he's cracked. Get him in the team of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it's it's good finish, but yeah. I guess the defender's unlucky in the sense like. He's just, it has fell, once it's hit long, it's fell kindly and he is rapping actually, isn't he? Yeah, That's fair. what that is his strength. And, but yeah, I don't think he'll, he'll be going in my fantasy football scene <laughs> any, any soon. Okay, right, let's get around to it, Scotty. What on earth happened to Leeds this weekend? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, the Wigan one's painful. I mean, I mean, Brentford are a good side on their day, aren't they? You can understand that defeat, but... The, the Wigan one you're at home they have a Manson off then you go one the up and you're just thinking well this is going to be a bit of a hiding isn't it yeah so Leeds have got a, they've got a good stat after, after scoring first we've gone on to win every game that we've scored first in so when they're down a 10 and we're 1-0 up we're thinking it's got to happen at home at Ellen Road to a full crowd you're thinking it's sorted happy days is coming home but yeah no went completely wrong for us there and I've always hated going away for Brentford 
six years has taken we haven't won in, away to Brentford so never confident going there to be fair they play some nice football to be fair what we saw of it so you know no good side okay little minor stat for you from a couple of games this season so Real Betis have played Levante in the Spanish La Liga twice this season uh, Real Betis have had 78% possession in one game 72% possession in the other game Levante have won 3-0 and 4-0 how does this happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> corners? I don't know <laughs> it's quite extreme this one <laughs> how on earth does that work? They literally must have <laughs> they must just three chances. The back. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave that one to the statisticians <laughs> to explain for us. Okay, a random question for you all then. Uh, you might need a bit of thinking time for this one. So, which historical figure would you most like to be? Is anyone going to volunteer anything? One historical could... figure? We're saying anybody. Anyone from history? <laughs> I mean, history technically started now, now but I mean... <laughs> Neil Armstrong. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a massive achievement, isn't it? To be, to be the first one to do something like that, you'll be remembered forever. Yeah, I'll take that. Everyone remembers what you said forever as well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, it, well, if, you know, unless you're a conspiracist, <laughs> did it happen? Uh, yeah. But people still remember what you said. <laughs> yeah, 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 you've got that. Who was the bloke that stayed in the ship? Oh. Buzz Aldred went down he went down and then someone was left in charge to basically pick him up I can't remember his name I should know him (laughs) that's exactly poor him no one knows it so he went to the moon and then I did know it yeah he did did the whole mission trained and was was the courier if you ask me in a quiz who was this person I'd know he was the third person but now you tell us oh I can't think of his name anyone else got a question any ideas well we're talking about being well known and we don't have to be well known it's just a person you think Jesus Was that just because you can turn water into wine? <laughs> yeah, you know, that sounds good. Feed a thousand people, yeah. so five thousand people. So you can be misrepresented in millions of portraits down the years as a white person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with a bit of publicity, you know. Okay. Scotty, any, anything for you? Uh, tough one, but Mark Viduka just because he scored four when we beat Liverpool 3-0, so why not? <laughs> I, I thought Tony Yeboa for that, like, oh, sort Yeah, it's not a bad me. shout, to be fair, not a bad shout. <laughs> Okay, join us again next week when we will have a massive local derby against Sherbourne to review. Uh, We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify and all good podcast providers. We'd also like you to get in touch. Use the hashtag WFCPod on Twitter or contact us via any of our social media outlets. Just a reminder, if you listen to this in time, we have a big local derby against Sherbourne Reserves at Alvington on this Saturday. That's the 30th of April. Please come support if you can. This is always a good game and hopefully there'll be a big crowd for the local derby. The Reserves can clinch the Senior League title this weekend with victory on Saturday away at Allendale. So good luck to them and hopefully a few of you can get down there and cheer them on as well. I'd like to thank Scott Morgan and Heron, Henry Lawrence today for their time this evening and say best of luck to both of our sides this weekend.